We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We ain't talking about the game. What are we talking about? We're talking about practice, man. Knocked away by Cheeks and a steal. Cheeks will use up the clock. What's good, Joe? Uptown Tone back with another episode of the 444 Podcast. Uh, sitting here with the councilman as usual. And we got a special guest in the building, our brother, uh, our teammate, our 2A1A guy, Mr. Marvin Dutton. What's going on? What's going on? Proprietor, owner, MBS Education Service, Marvin Education Services. Am I saying it right? Yeah, Marvin's Education Services. Marvin's Education Services. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's the other acronym for it? You told me something in the summertime. Um, the kids was telling me something. I forgot. I mean, a lot of people follow me on Instagram as right. MES Marvin. Right. That's just, uh, you know, I'm a little bit more personal on on, a, on that page. Right, right. No doubt. But yeah, man, we're here just to chop it up, talk some Philly sports, man. Um, we just had the All-Star game in the NBA. It wasn't no games until tonight, and obviously we're here recording, so we ain't really watching no games. So um, we're going to get into a little uh, off, off-brand off conversation about, uh, not even off-brand, but us. Uh, uh, just a, a change of pace later on in the show about uh, Scholastic Sports. Um, but right now, man, uh, All-Star Game, how did y'all feel about it, the new rules, the new game format? Did y'all get a chance to see it? I thought it was uh, extremely competitive. I agree with the changes, uh, the way they honored Kobe, yeah. um, the halftime performance, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was one of the best. No, so it definitely I, was. So first of all, uh, the new intro music. Yeah. Shout out to your cousin for that. Yeah, so DJ Eddie Kane. Shout out to DJ to, Eddie Kane. To, to this podcast. Uh, Marv, definitely welcome. Like Tone said, 2A1A brother. All-Star Weekend, so many dope things, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. we are on the 444 podcast. So first of all, we guys give a shout out to Derek Jones. Uh, whether you think um, Aaron Gordon got robbed or not, right. no one's going to argue that Derek Jones didn't earn it. Right. Yep. So, I agree. Um, yeah, for sure. Shout out to him. Um, you know, we always love anything related to uh, Philly sports. And even though technically he's from Chester, you know, I, I heard of Derrick Jones because of the Chosen League. I was just about to say, it's the it's kind of the Kobe conversation like we was having there. You have there. to like, count you, the county guys. If you, come, if, you come, if you come into Philly and killing them Philly, and he yeah. is somebody that came to Philly. Like and, the young Philly, and he went to Carroll. Carroll yeah. is in it, the Philadelphia been, Catholic it's League. Ch- it's been Chester people who I wouldn't count as Philly, but yeah. I think Tone just hit it on the nose. He played at Carroll, which Philadelphia, is the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Catholic, Catholic League. League. Yeah, so, he played in the city. You know what I'm saying? You come to the city and you kill in the city. You Basketball why is you from here? So, you know and then outside but of that. But I'm saying even if you don't, if you, <laughs> if you go back and forth, you can, you can count Philly. If you in Philly, yeah. you Philly. Like, it's that's like what it even is. Even if you're 30 minutes away. You're it don't matter where you is. If you're playing ball somewhere. in Philly, that's Philly basketball, yeah. right? So, it uh, don't matter where you live. It matter where you play ball. Right. And we know that Philly is a hub for basketball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, oh, All-Star Weekend. Next thing, yeah. uh, I think – with us being media, understanding the importance of not just media, but music, arts, entertainment, you right. know, the, the podcast being right. a combination between media 
in entertainment. A uh, huge shout out to Damian Lillard. He was the first All Star to perform right at All Star Weekend. Shout so out to him and Dollar. Dame Dollar on yeah. that platform. A song Definitely. with Little Wayne just kind of like solidifying him as you know a hip hop artist. Um, I thought that was another thing about All Star Weekend that was dope. Of course, the honoring of Kobe and um, the change of the format, how competitive the game was. I felt like the 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 and I didn't, you know, honestly, I don't watch the celebrity game and all that stuff. But the 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 disappointing thing to me, and it wasn't disappointing because it came down to the last shot, right. uh, was the three point contest. But it just didn't have the star power. I shouldn't say disappointing. It just didn't have the star power that everything else in All Star yeah. Weekend had. But it was. It came down to the last shot. Yeah, which like was I crazy, and I, you know? I picked Trey Young. I thought that this was tailor made for somebody like Trey Young, who in the game, the way that he get the ball off in the game. Yeah. Excuse me. It seemed like he got a quick trigger. Yeah. For him to come out and do it as lackadaisical and as cool as he did, I was kind of disappointed in One, you, one thing you I know, learned. Steph though, lost his first few. Well, I was yeah, going to say, one thing I cool. learned I never pick a first year person to win a three point contest. I feel you. Cause they one probably, thing about yeah. it is the stage that is on and just like you don't know, did they party lead up leading up to this right, or did right, they right, actually right. practice with a rack? Because shooting off a rack is definitely different and nothing you could do can replicate like right. the America looking at you. You right. know what I'm saying? So. I just, I, 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 he wasn't my pick. Right. But I understand why you pick him because his shot is telling me for the contest. Yeah. He's one of the best new players in the NBA. He is. And I wish Ben Simmons, and, and I don't want to talk bad about Ben Simmons, but we kind of expected that jump to take place with our all-star point guard. Whoa. Let's, let's. Let's think about this now. Right. Right? Talking to the mic. That's, I mean, yes, we need to hear I, these. I, I, we need to hear these. Points. We wanted that jump. We, I mean, don't get it wrong. He's progressing nicely as a player. I, I, so I think he has. He's leads you, the league and still. This is my question. Are you talking about November Ben Simmons or Ben Simmons as of his last regular season game? Because those are two totally different people. They are. November um, Ben Simmons was averaging a career low in shot attempts and a career high in turnovers. I'm really talking about. Something that he hasn't been. Oh, what, like a know, jump shooter? Um, just someone that we can go to offensively um, down, the, down the stretch. I mean, I just, I don't, I, I, can, I, I feel comfortable going to yeah, I do too. February Ben Simmons. The guy was averaging, what, he got to be averaging right in, in the last, I'll say, 20 games or so. He got to be averaging over 20 points. You know, close to. Uh, I mean, he's not doing what Trey Young is doing. I mean, Trey Young does it different, and Trey I mean, Young is losing. So, oh, Trey Young does it different, and he's losing. So, remember, you're asking for somebody who could perform better in a clutch. Trey Young doesn't get clutch opportunities, and when he does get them, they're more likely to lose than to win. So, he ain't the best comparison to what you want Ben Simmons to do. You just want Ben Simmons to shoot more jump shots. That's no, all. I want him honest. to be. I want him to be the starting All Star. Not the one coming off the I bench. mean, that's up I to think, the fans. I think, so that's November. Because, uh, but that's November. That's but, November. But, 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 but we're talking about the, the All-Star. And the fans see it the way they see it, man. Nah, but that's because he wasn't consistent all season. So, like I said, November, Ben so Simmons. I'm asking for consistency. Yeah, I mean, and he's... Uh, and if that's a second-year okay. player. Can't be mad at is he in the fourth? He's in his fourth? Four. Four. Yeah, okay. Okay. Third, third, third playing. If Kyrie is playing, he's third, not in the All Star game. Third playing. Kyrie's about to have season in the shoulder the thing injury. Is, the reason I get upset is because he has so much I mean, potential. He could take over. I mean, I was I was at the game sitting there, um, not on the hardwood, but on the floor, and I saw him have a twenty nine point triple double against LeBron James. He was unstoppable. I mean, he was too big for Brian. He was too big for everyone that was on the court. 
You know, so I, we know his potential. He can do that. Yeah, it's just I agree. Will he put together a stretch in the playoffs? I'm on camera. I'm on com- camera. Comcast Sportsnet stating we can go all the way with Ben. <laughs> I can pull that up. We're flex. If, we're flex, but okay. If he is, you know, shout out to the four 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 podcast. That's what we <laughs> let's make sure we, uh, we we put that out there. Always, always, but we listen to know. But look, my thing is this, man. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the 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 culture that's around. I don't like the energy. I don't like the attitudes. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? And it's equating to the basketball. Like I don't mind it. You don't mind the, the drama. You don't mind the soap opera. You don't mind all of that stuff when your team is winning. Um, you don't mind all of that stuff when the team is not paying attention to it and they're not falling into it. It feels like we're falling right into the drama. We're falling right into it. One minute is this. One minute is not. Uh, it's, it's just a lot, man, and I just I just think that um, we need to get focused, and we need to get focused fast if it's going to be serious this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it got to be. It, I, I'm like like on my on the last episode, I was saying I don't know. I haven't seen the championship team that has turned it on in the middle of the season, and then all of a sudden just wins. Like it usually goes to the person, the team that's been digging, digging fighting and chipping away all year, mm-hmm. staying, sticking to their plan, doing what they do. And that hasn't been us, man. And that's just, when that rears this ugly head, I just don't know, man. Like, I, it's, it makes it hard. They make it hard to trust them um, in a lot of situations. For me, I'm speaking for me. This is opinion. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is with the Sixers with me, man. But um, do you, do I'm you think? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say JoJo, JoJo is back. Ben yeah, didn't play tonight. He's playing on Saturday. We got a big game against the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. It's after the All-Star break. Usually, historically, after the All-Star break, after that rest that the guys get, not only the guys that were at the All-Star break and participating in the All-Star break, but also the guys that didn't go at all, guys that got a chance to go back home with the family, guys that got a chance to rest their legs, all those players. You know what I mean? And now we know we're looking at these standings, and, and, and now you can kind of pace where you're going to be. And this is where, historically, Basketball starts getting to be basketball. We've been seeing a lot of BS. So I, I just this is my thing. I, I'm not knocking either one of your points, right? <laughs> right. I, I feel where you're coming from, tone with the with the BS, and I agree with the healthy leagues. Right. I feel where you're coming from, Mark, with the consistency from Ben Simmons. I think he has been consistent the last month and a half. I think he started the season off absolutely terribly. I was one of his biggest critics, averaging a career on the Four 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 podcast. One mm-hmm. of his biggest critics, averaging averaging a career low in shot attempts, career high in turnovers. But I think we're just we don't know who we are, and that bothers you. It bothers Sixers fans, mm-hmm. but it's just basic logic. You yeah. know? We just made some good trades. Yeah, I think I, think I do we made too. some. Yeah. I, do too. I think we I just added some I good pieces. Too. I think I we got. I think at one point we were very weak at on the wing, and I think we got strong we on the wing. Stronger. I think I think, I think we got. I think we're strong. strong. I think I think we're okay. strong on the wing because offensively. I, I think we have enough people who can who can get a bucket, mm-hmm. right? Everybody say create a shot, right? right? So you might when you say, well, who could create a shot for us? The the list is pretty short, right? But we do have a lot of people who can just go get a bucket, right? Right. So MB can't create a shot, but he can go get a bucket. Exactly. Tobias Harris not one who you think of to create shots, but he can go get a bucket, right? Especially if you give him an opportunity to isolate, right? And so we got Al Horford even having a terrible season, but. We're hoping that playoff time he'll be this the Al Horford he's been in his entire career, right. and if that is the case, he's another guy who can go get you a bucket, especially when you talk about playoff half court mismatches, things of that capacity. 
we don't know who we are yet. We keep going. And why did the, you the thing is, is hold, <laughs> the thing is, is that the reason why I said I'm not mentioning the reason why I said our wings are good. I, I mean, our wings are good is because that is who we are on offense, mm-hmm. but we are elite on defense. Right. Right, and and and, and, and this is where you bring up your guy, Marv, because he's actually the only, literally the only weak link on defense on the entire roster as it relates to any position. We are like we do not play a player who can't guard, right. except for your guy. Right. But other than Who's that, guy? these guys, you know who it is. This episode is sponsored by your article, man. Now is your time. <laughs> yeah, um, I want you to guys to go and check out my article on Medium.com. Mm-hmm. It's under Marvin Dutton, D-U-T-T-O-N. It's called Processed Fans, mm-hmm. and so it talks about how we are almost in back with, uh, I guess, in a in an in between position in terms of being a team that's capable of winning a championship, right? And being a, a poor and losing team, right? right? So I call it processed. Right. I feel like we're not there yet. We have two young stars, and it's, it's one person that uh, I'm going to mention. But before we, I mention him, what about the coaching? What do you guys think about the coaching? We're I coming mean, up with a lot of reasons, but when you think about it, personality, um, locker room um, yeah. issues, what I'm, does that sound like? I'm, vo- I'm very vocal. I'm very on the record. I have a long history of criticizing Brett Brown, and I always have said uh, that I've seen it early in the in the in the in the in the process. Not even in the pro- I've seen it early in the turn we're, of the we're process. Processed. No, we're yeah, we are in the in the turn of the, in the turn of the process. I've seen it um, when Monty was still here, and I was saying we need to get Brett Brown out here, and we need Monty Monty Williams to take this boat because I think he gets more of the respect, or you know what I mean, because Brett Brown has just been there. And it's not even – it's not 100% his fault that he was the coach that started the process. Like, when you're there for a lot of that losing culture, a lot of those losing things stay and stick around in the locker room. A lot of those bad habits rear their ugly head mm-hmm. a lot. They're hard uh, – old habits die hard, they mm-hmm. say. Um, I think he mishandled Markel Fultz. Um, um, I yeah, went to a few I of mean, those games where um, production per minute right, as well. Right. And Monty Williams will argue with him. He would say, hey, put him in the game. Right. I would see him. I would read his lips right there. Yeah. In the continental section. That's my favorite section to give you the food. You, can, you don't have to pay as much. So, shout out to the 76ers and Wells Fargo. But, yeah, man. You out here. Um, you out here. The big, lineup, big flex. The lineup. His shifty lineups. Yeah. I don't know. I've always said that. Though. And, and it was with TJ McConnell, was who was a good player. Right. But then he didn't play him during the playoffs. And this this is a guy that was playing almost thirty minutes a game, and he didn't play him in the playoffs. And I don't understand why last year during the um, series versus the Raptors, we had uh, Fortcon Quirkmans in the starting lineup, and we're featuring him a lot this year. And I saw that. Right. I know that. Um, You're not fucking with the Furcon. Uh, he can shoot the ball, and I think he should have limited minutes, about right. ten to fifteen minutes. But right. for him to be in a starting lineup, for him to have games with over 25 minutes with zero points and zero rebounds. <laughs> that and for him be to be a liability on defense, it's no way I sit Trey Burke. And I know they play a different position. Right. But it's no way that he's he's getting that many minutes. And unless you're still developing guys, and which yeah. you are. And if we're still in a development stage, this means that we're still processing. Right. Or at least have – 
that um, kind of mentality as if we're still developing. And I know we have two young players, but why not now? Why not go for it right now? You know, you are a few games from winning it. And I feel KD like that was, an but I, and I feel like that playing. was the sentiment. And we had the Arsenal to sneak our chip. Last year was a sneaker chip year. We wasn't focused enough to sneak a chip. But last year, that was the Arsenal to do it. And I think that's why I'm not. I'm, that's why I'm not so mad at the Markel Fultz uh, decision because um, we did that for the run last year. So that's water under the bridge after we didn't yeah. take care of business last year. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we like that. I, I think I, th- I think this is another sneaker chip opportunity year, or at least sneaker finals appearance. But then next year is about to be solidified. Oh, like next year is a different conversation. But what I'm saying is, what sneaker finals ain't good enough. Like we need, like we need a chip, and it ain't gonna get snuck now. It's gonna get earned, and I don't think we the team to earn it because we don't be focused enough, man. We don't be, we don't be, we don't be focused on the goal. We don't be. Out here, but before I mean that's just that's just what it is. It's, it's halfway through the season. We start in the second half. I'm hoping that we turn the corner. I'm hoping that we do some monumental shit. Go on one of these crazy runs like oh, we've been going on in, in in recent years. Like I'm rooting for the Sixers. I never wanted to get misconstrued. Like I'm rooting against this team. I'm just analyzing uh, uh, from you know my expertise, my my so-called expertise, you know, or what have you, and 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 divulging and expressing my opinion. You know what I mean? That's all I'm really doing. So. Um, halfway through the season, I think we're in sixth place still, fifth or sixth, something like, something like that around there. And we should not be. We should. We definitely shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And it's cool that we beat teams like, uh, who was it, the Clippers right before the All-Star break. And I think we um, coming up and everybody's geared up for this game against the Bucks. It's cool that we come and geared up for them games and we even win a good percentage of those games. But it's the, also the other games against the other teams on the road that count too. Yep. We gotta we gotta maintain and 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 uh, establish an identity out here, and I think like Zeke said, this far in the road, that's just something that we just haven't done yet. Like you can clearly say, we don't have an identity as a team. We know that we locked down, but we don't even capitalize a lot or as we should. They're off not of, using off of that Joel properly. Down. I mean, what do you think about JoJo? I think a lot about JoJo. I think that I don't I don't I mean I don't know. A lot of it may be scheme. I think a lot of it is his positioning on the floor. Like I think that him and Ben do positive things from the same I mean Ben might not shoot but he does positive things from the same positions that Joel ultimately scores from like everybody when he's out there it seems like he stops a lot he doesn't know what to do it's because there's a lot of spaces getting plugged up and vice versa like like Jojo probably feels the same way about when Ben not feel but you know when when he's out there Jojo is probably feeling the flip side of that coin like damn I'm trying to score and he got the rock right trying to get it right here that he can't give it to me this close because now I can't really that's how Jojo get the ball then you got to clear it out instead of him getting it already isolated through a play. You You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? So I I don't want to put it all on on each, on either or player. You know what I mean? Like, so that's just what it is. And like you said. They don't dump the ball down enough. Yeah, but a lot of times he don't, a lot of times he don't be down uh, there a lot. He don't be down there enough. Sixers outsiders. I I did a, I did a, a piece. Where, where he had a zero point game this year. Y'all remember that? Who that? Yep. It was a big issue. Yep. But he also had zero post up plays. Right. The entire game. I watched. I waited for one post up. He does not have the ball in a post up position. Give him the triangle. Give him that. Give JoJo that. They don't know that. They do the they do the the Brett Brown. No, they I, do I would love to see I would love to see JoJo in a triangle office. I, I'm one I'm one who believes that everybody can't play small ball, yeah. right? Because if everybody's playing small ball, then the team with the best small ball team is going to be the one to win. Clearly, that's not us. 
We're never going to be the best small ball team. So I would love to see something like that. That's where the coaching come into question. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I genuinely hope, and I, I'm a Sixers fan, so I believe, I genuinely hope that the plan is to preserve Embiid to the playoffs so he's as healthy as he can be and unleash him then. If, th- if, that, if, that, if the plan is anything but that, then you guys are right. We are in trouble. But I, I, I believe that that's the plan, you know? Oh, yeah, we definitely should load manage him. That's oh, why we have. We've cleared. As, hey, come on. He doesn't even play hard some nights. It'd be nice yeah, for you to tell. He flat out chill. Concerned. He'd be low. And that's what I, they said. They said that uh, I was having this conversation with Ease and them. They said Jimmy Butler, uh, he he um, he um mastered load management in game <laughs> last year. A lot of games. He, he he mastered load management like in game. Right. A lot of games when Jimmy Butler had eight points, 11 points, a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds. It's like, uh you know what I mean? Some wins, a lot of wins. And he probably told Embiid that. Yeah. Because remember, there was a time when you were watching Embiid play, and he was bound to do something wild, yeah. right? Dive somewhere or yeah. go run, try to run down a block. He, he had be, no business yeah. even trying to run you know down. It's like, what are you doing? You don't even see that boy. You don't no see more. it no more because, yeah. especially in the regular season. Oh, he's saving. Embiid's saving himself. Yeah. But he wants the ball a little bit more. He's frustrated. He's obviously frustrated. Some of the comments that Simmons makes sometimes about – getting him the ball, and you can see that they have to improve their relationship, which I think they are, being young stars and um, great, you know, role models. And I just think we do have some very bright gears for the Sixers in the future. It depends on how this next year or two goes because I know this idea of trading one of them, that might be the stupidest thing no, I've ever heard. absolutely not. That, that, that to you me, is trade. the wildest thing ever. Nobody gets traded. Like, let's just – you know, if I was the GM, I'm like, oh, calm down. You know, let's talk about things that's really going to happen because trades aren't an option. Right. And don't try to uh, demand a trade either because we're not going to entertain that either. Can we have so, fun and just talk about let's this? Let's figure the rest of this stuff out because yeah, – uh, And, and B <laughs> has been showing some attention to Miami. So what? You can show attention to who you want to. If you demand a trade – during All-Star weekend. If you demand a trade, the last thing I'm going to do is trade you where you want to be traded. Especially if you're somebody who we invested when is he in a free agent. Two especially, years? especially if you're somebody um, who we know. invested he's in a rookie deal. Especially if you're somebody. Especially if you're somebody we invested in, yeah. like Embiid yeah. and Ben. Embiid got his big contract when he was still dealing with injury woes. Right. We talk about how long Ben set. Right. Remember, Embiid set years. Right. Three of them, and he he got a a max, a max contract. Off of playing, what, 50-something game? Because he, what, he averaged, games. what, 29? I'm not saying he didn't deserve mm-hmm. it. What I'm saying is this. We have showed loyalty to him. You've only been healthy for about, you know, two two seasons worth of games, buddy. Right. To demand a trade, that would be wild. Wild as shit. Come on, man. To let's demand let's, it. Let's, nah, we let's, trade you let's, because we feel as though we done. That's yeah, another which, thing. Which I but. don't agree with either. But you got two guys right. who are – Two of the better two-way players in the league, like mm-hmm. elite. Like Ben is the league leader in steals. Yeah, Embiid yo. is the Embiid is the best rim protector in the game. Great defense. Why would you even contemplate talk about offense? We can that's, figure that out. That's right. why. I'm that's called Phil Jackson. Somebody could figure that out. I'm very interested in seeing the new guys. Just watching them a little bit more and seeing how they blend in. What do you, What are your opinions on that? 
I mean, I, I, that's why I remember I said we don't know who we are right now. Yeah. You know, when you add a guy like Glenn Robinson in third, yeah. right? When when you a good player, yeah, a solid player. When you've had a, a Josh Richardson, who is another solid player yeah. who's been hurt a big part of the season. When you got a guy like uh, Matisse Thybul getting better mm-hmm. every single game, yes, he is. yeah, and and even Forkmar shooting the ball pretty well. And then who's the young kid that we started yeah, the two now? No, oh, he shoot, shot the ball pretty well. Yeah, That's about know. it. Uh, the young guy we started the two now. I can't remember his name. Shake Milton. Yeah, the, yo, he's solid. He's a bucket. Yeah, he's a bucket. He is. A bucket. You could tell that his whole life he been getting buckets. He don't care what's going on. Who Big out there? Bottom he is bucket. a <laughs> bucket. He is a, he is a bucket. He's not playing. So you know, like it's is a lot of guy. And, and getting rid of Ennis was also a, a great move too. You know, I, I, I am for getting rid of uh, Ennis and, and Trey Burke. Me personally, yeah. But what I'm saying is the skill set wasn't high enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might as well have Hollis Thompson on the roster. Again. <laughs> Can't do that. We're past that And so We just don't know Who we are Are we really going to Put Al Horford on the bench I like Al Horford But deep put down the Al side Put Al Horford on the bench For who? To go smaller Right Put they Tobias put Harris No no, no Excuse me I'm not saying That's not That's disrespectful So put uh, Tobias Harris At the four uh-huh. Right You could start Josh and Ben Right I, I don't I don't mind The young kids starting I don't mind Matisse Tybo starting I don't mind starting Glenn Robinson the third you know what I mean? You got options on who you could start if you want to put Al Horford on the bench. Or you could just respect the OG, play him the first five minutes of the game together with Embiid, make your subs, and don't play them together the rest of the game except for when you start the third. It's, it's ways you can do it, you know, but that that last example is probably not the best way to do it, which is why I coach high school basketball right. and think about people's feelings and things like that. Like, if you're in the league, you can't be like, let's respect the OG. You got to think about winning games. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so before we got into that conversation about the Sixers, we was talking about All Star break. You know what I mean, um, and I was I just wanted to say that yeah, I definitely uh, uh, enjoyed the All Star uh, weekend festivities. Uh, the dunk contest, it was what it was. The judges got it. It's now that we finally got dunkers that want to dunk. Now it's the judges. Like, come on, man, we can't get the, the dunk contest together. That was kind of corny. I agree with Zeke. Just because Aaron Gordon was robbed doesn't mean that Derrick Jones Jr. didn't earn that. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I echo that. So I don't want. I don't think any uh, malice or anything should be uh, uh, shown towards Derrick Jones Jr. He was just a participant, just like Aaron Gordon. He was just a. a you know what I mean? And he uh, did some stuff we never seen. He definitely did some stuff we never seen. Aaron Gordon did some crazy stuff. He did some crazy shit. He did some crazy, crazy, crazy. He might got two dunks. That are the best all time in the dunk contest. That's been that's the conversation that I've been hearing, and I'm not here to dispute that because them dunks are crazy. But um, as far as the All Star game, I definitely love that they definitely have to keep the fourth quarter, um, the fourth quarter uh, rules uh, first to twenty four. I already do that. The first three quarters, I guess you could you could tweak that or whatever. But the rules have to strictly state that it's win by two and you can't win on the free throw. Those right. are, those are my two. Exactly. I don't, that all of that playing hard before it to end on the free throw was corny as shit to me. And I mean, like that's just that's my take on the All Star game. But other than that, I I I I, I fucked with it. I, I I liked everything that was going on. It was it was dope. It was definitely dope. Um, yeah, man. Um, um maybe I, I agree with you. They need to um. Change that rule uh, in terms of uh, ending on the foul shot. You have to be able to get a, a bucket for the game. Yeah, you got to get a bucket and you got to win by two. But I guess they were concerned with that 
with, with a guy following on purpose. Because Lowry knew all the rules at the time. <laughs> he knew he was in the All-Star game, and the guy had him sealed. And so he wanted to have this conversation. All right. He's going to – I mean, so how do you deal with fouls then? Guys still fall out? Yeah. You can, yeah. I feel like, I feel like they fouls. give you an extra – I feel like it's 10 fouls they give you or something like that. Or I don't know how many fouls it is, but I think it's more – it's more fouls than the uh, – in the, uh, Do you put in unless there's a flagrant foul? Because if that's the point, we're going to foul hard. If yeah. I, if it gets too competitive, I'm going to throw somebody on it. If it gets too competitive, they would just change the rules so right. it would be a little less competitive. That's why, you know, winning by two, I don't know if I agree with that. I do agree with not ending the game on a free throw, but I don't think you should have to win by two because that could stretch the game out too long. So what? And then that, But it's it's the all-star game. You don't, I don't want Embiid playing crazy minutes at the all-star game all right, cool i'm cool on that you know what i'm, I'm saying cool like the excitement that. was cool but it if you say you got to win by two that make it hard i do right. agree with you can't win on the free throw but the score go to a certain number and then once you hit that number that's it you know what i'm saying i i, I like that i think that that's easy. a good look let's get into our topic for the night though all right so our that's, topic for the night is definitely uh scholastic sports well wait marv you got any more fork mine uh fork need an opportunity no. you know we know that's your guy yeah, I just say that uh, I think he's a growing player. I think he should definitely be in a rotation. And um, I'm just anxious to see what the Sixers are going to do. Yeah, but I do have, um, you know. You got your I'm, eye on them. Yeah. You got your eye on them. Yeah. Yeah, now we know. I mean, and at the end of the day, I, I, I do agree with your perspective as far as you know, he he does. I I do agree. He does play too much. When you look, I I think when you look at him and him, and, I think he did have a good stretch of games. I'm not gonna knock that. And when he played that good stretch, then we just take it too far and just start him, right? So and then we the, just take it too far instead of just letting him keep a rhythm, right? Because at the end of the day, he's not a starter. Now right? we just put so all the food on this plate. Let, let's like, just let's yeah, just let him continue to have a rhythm coming off the bench. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now you got to start the game. That's a different rhythm than coming off the bench. But anyway. um, I, I just, oh, I think, oh. yeah, like, uh, like, like, just the other guys that we have, they're also young and need to develop, right. and instead just have bigger ceilings. Like, when t- like, Tybo's ceiling is, is higher than four points. It really is, and you know, we'll leave it there. He needs that. all of those minutes. Yeah, he needs but, all those minutes. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Our topic of the night, man, um, scholastic sports, and I was just uh, telling my guys uh, off off mic, um, just at the point that I'm in right now, I feel like I'm somewhat of a, a, a old head in this. Um, in this basketball game, in this Philadelphia basketball game, I didn't wear a lot of different hats. I was I played in it as a kid, grew up in it. Catholic league, Catholic league, public definitely. league represented at the table. Catholic yeah. league represented at the table. Um, I definitely played in uh, played a little bit in college. Um, I definitely have coached on a couple of different levels, um, and now I'm a parent in full spectating mode, and uh, also just uh, having a hand in, in the development from start to finish of a young basketball player. That's my son. Um, and just seeing a lot, uh, a lot in the in the atmosphere in the realm of scholastic sports, namely basketball. We're gonna be probably talking uh, mainly basketball. A lot of these things and topics that we're talking about could probably pertain to a lot of other uh, sports out here. Um, but just a lot of different things that I see. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to give a shout out to Big Star. Y'all remember Big Star? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I the, do. I remember Big Star. All the DVDs. Yeah. So look. So Pete. So Big Star has. 
Raw Sports. I saw that too. Okay, so yeah, Big Too Raw for the streets. Yeah, Too Raw. Was yeah, so if y'all not for the listeners who not who 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 don't know, Big Star is a is a is a, is a uh, Pennsylvania because he's not from Philadelphia. I think he's from Chester or something like that. I'm gonna say he's a Pennsylvania, but Philadelphia area kind of legend. Uh, back in the day, used to have these uh, hood mixtapes that were actually on video, and he would go to the different neighborhoods and and tape the different rappers from the different neighborhoods, and they'd be doing their thing, and he put the tapes out. They would go crazy in the hoods. Um, just on the YouTube rabbit hole, like I always talk to my listeners about, I always get caught up in a YouTube rabbit hole. I stumbled upon uh, these old Kobe tapes, mm. old Kobe games, like mm. full games. Like somebody was there with the VHS camera wow. taping the whole game. Wow. Like from his whole senior year, his games against him, against Donnie Carr, him in the, in the whole states. Yep. I playoffs like going up. Yeah, yeah. Then I look more, he got the Wine Wagner game where he scored 100. Wow. Yeah, he got a bunch of games that's from our era, man. It just wow. got me to thinking, like, damn, we really came up in a crazy era. Like, for, uh, I, well, uh, we did, we 02, class of 02, all yeah. of us, right? Yeah. Yeah, so all of us are the class of 02, which is, damn, 18 years ago now. So, yeah, we some old heads, we some OGs in it. And, and just coming up back then, like, um, just talking to my son, I was telling him that, like, when I was coming up, the number one player in our class was Melo. Yeah. Like, that's a different kind of feel that you competing and competing with even trying to get a name with no youtube no uh cone drill expert everywhere trying to teach you whatever you know what i'm saying yep. those elite workouts probably cost costs and the other workouts that were free were filled you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but not filled filled that you couldn't go but filled that you know it is what it is you get out of it what you put in more so than, yeah. than the attention to detail that a lot of these kids a lot of these young ball players get that shapes them so early uh, yep. nowadays um and it's just a lot that i wanted to get into not to have a long drawn out uh conversation but just a couple of talking points um one was just uh the actual playing of scholastic sports the actual playing of your sport uh basketball for us uh how that's changed uh the rules uh things of that nature on the um on just on the different levels of basketball the different levels that you, that, we, that the kids play it on um the politics of it of course how it goes now how it went then like, uh, just for instance, back then, like, school ball was, like, the number one way for you to get yeah. your name going. Like, your yeah. school team was what coaches, they had a list of schools to go to, who was good, who wasn't good, who's historically good, who's up and coming, who's rising, kids here, kids there. And they come into schools to see school games. And nowadays, kids ain't even really taking school ball that serious. Like, at least not on the level that I'm seeing it at in the middle school. High school, yeah, more, but even still then. Like AAU is where it's at, and all of this, all kind of stuff. So I just wanted to open the floor, just in that in that uh, energy, with that, uh, you know what I mean, with that notion, and just see where you guys think. I know um, Marv uh, is definitely like me and Marv um, uh, coach AAU. We coach our sons AAU basketball. Yeah. We have two thirteen year olds who are up and coming. You know what I mean, uh, making their way through this. Um, and as y'all know, Zeke is uh, a high school basketball coach currently. Yeah. But like you know what I'm saying, we all started in the same humble beginnings, and. Um, just from the different perspectives that we that we definitely see it at, um, um, just thoughts, fellas, at all. Zeke is also the uh, the damn president of the uh, uh, the what you call him? Coaches Association Coaches, for the Public Coaches Association. So he yeah. sees it from a real intricate, you know, what I'm saying point. So I just wanted to, you know, what I mean, well, my um, just to go over my background, Marvin Dutton to me as Marvin. Mm-hmm. So I played um. With the Salvation Army Flames in Frankfurt, AAU, one of my first team, AAU. Mm-hmm. Yep, we actually competed against. Um, I think uh, we didn't play against them, but we right. had the opportunity to play in the same tournament as LeBron James. Right. So that was my first time on an AAU circuit. Right. And it was big back then. Right. 
Now as a parent, mm-hmm. it's it's even bigger. Mm-hmm. You oh my god! Internet era, you have seven hundred teams in one place. Yep, playing games all day. All day. All, all different them. brackets going, generated on the phone. All Everything's of, being live streamed. All of them getting filmed. It's a it's an iPad in each one of these games. They have a, a damn network. Yeah. That they so you can play. type in a player's name. Yep. And you can watch him play. Yeah. You can watch him play. Like it's crazy now, man. Like just the whole the whole way it goes. And then like when you get into the the talk of the AAU and all of this thing and all of these things, it's almost like it's a business in itself, man. Like kids are playing for uh Kids are essentially playing, and a, a lot of kids in that AAU circuit. I won't say kids, like like it's the whole thing, but these elite kids are are essentially playing for sneaker companies. Like they they keep it the same all the way. Like yep. the AAU team transfers over to whatever sneaker company is, you know, sponsoring that yep. university that they'll ultimately end up at or yep. what have you. So it's more of a business now than than ever before. We were just happy to be getting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, sneakers, Adidas, and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just playing for AAU team or having a coach that had a little bit, of, or not even that. We was uh, 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 doing all kind of stuff to raise money. Like a lot of kids was, uh, you know, standing out there with the buckets. I never did any of that stuff. But, you know, whatever you had to do, sell candy bars, sell whatever, car yeah. washes, whatever you had to do to raise money. But to the get AAU uniforms was the first stuff. time where you can really get a chance to see all the talent. Absolutely. With their, like, you know, community coach. Yeah. Somebody they actually vibe with, and even some of the guys that were ineligible in school at that time were allowed to right. play in the AAU circuit. So you do get a, a bigger pool of talent, and it's serious, man. People are traveling. Uh, we've been on a, a bunch of tournaments at uh, MES Basketball. Right. Of course, we play here locally in the city, the Department of Rec, NESAC League. Right. But then in the spring, we travel and we go to different places to compete. Right. Um, with some amazing children It's some amazing talent out here It definitely is It definitely is I mean I, I see it from a different lens right. Just because First of all We, we, we all sh- we all we all share the parent hat Even mm-hmm. though my son is significantly younger Right He's starting to develop a love for the game he Right picks up the, It's crazy because the kids pick up the culture yep. Like when you do it the, the right way The mm-hmm. kids pick up the culture and the swag mm-hmm. Before they actually pick up ball game You just right. hope that In the midst of picking up the culture and the swag That you develop a genuine love and a passion for the game Absolutely Where you want to be as good as possible And not just play the game Because you need to be good enough to have the swag Right You know so it's Right like, That's the <laughs> that's the fight that we fight um, mm-hmm. but you know I, I actually see it from a different lens outside of the dad lens because you know I'm coaching high school basketball um, my position with the public league and also honestly because of the things that I do as far as uh, through the foundation the right. basketball beyond buckets program on Sundays right. and of course my camp right. um, uh, actually let me just take a minute to give a shout out to Thomas and Woods Foundation Absolutely. we actually got uh, awarded I can't say who from because right. it's not uh, public yet, but we got awarded a grant uh, for five thousand dollars to expand the camp this summer nice. Uh, nice. to different places across the city of Philadelphia. Nice. So we'll be doing more with the camp this summer, and um, I really appreciate the Thomas yeah. and Woods Foundation team because nice. I didn't do anything with that. Uh, right. You know, the entire team um, was able to kind of uh, make that happen, but. Between the working out the kids and opening the gym for the kids on Sundays, the lens of coaching high school basketball, and then because of my camp, right? You know, I, I see scholastic sports from a different capacity. First of all, like I said, basketball is a culture, right? And we got, and it always has been. And now, what it also is is this big business. Yep. And I think that's the part that's kind of new, where people are 
making a living off of basketball when it's not on a professional level. Right, mm-hmm. and that dynamic is somewhat living. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosting tournaments, yeah. You're and talking that, about millions of dollars because, and, and that dynamic is new, right? Because yeah. in, in, in social media and the impact of social media, it amplifies all that. Right. So the business, like, it's crazy that you can't talk about scholastic sports without talking about the business side of it. Now. Right. It's just the internet. You got to realize that the internet is changing it's, everything. It's the internet, but it's the popularity of basketball. That too. But being able to coordinate Think about girls basketball. in one place. Don't, it's because basketball is basketball. Being able to coordinate 700 teams in one place changed everything. I mean, that 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 is partly internet, but really what that is is it's the popularity of basketball. Being, being able, able to, to have, have 700 teams. teams. It's just... Right. And remember also... We see it from the lens of predominantly men's basketball, right? Basketball is probably the most popular sport for women in Philadelphia as well, too. Right, absolutely. Right, it's they they have their own culture that is isolated on certain things, but also entrenched in the culture of you know basketball, uh, men's basketball, and basketball in general. So the business side of it is something that's so new mm-hmm. that it's difficult for people to navigate it because you'll get cats like us who'll say. You know, um, I, I, I'm not knocking the person who charge kids, right? But I don't charge kids to participate in my activities. Not now, at all. The one thing we do is we ask people for a registration fee for the camp mm-hmm. because, you know, flat out free yeah. <laughs> ain't the best thing. That's what people take advantage of the situation. Right. But making money off of it has never been our thing. Right. But I've changed my perspective on that because I was a guy who always said it's not good to try to make money off of basketball, but it's like, well, wait, hold on. Basketball is such a big business that someone's going to make money off of it. Why not? Why? Why, why not, not it be, be me, me. my contemporaries? Now, not me, oh, but, right? Yeah. Because of the position I've taken, the stats I have, and the work that I do, right. I, I won't look to make money off of basketball unless I can get you know on Sixers post game live or something <laughs> like that. But other than that, you know what I mean. I, I I won't look to make money off of basketball, but I now understand why other people do. Right. And not only do I not knock them, I kind of apologize for how critical I was in the past because really what that was was foresight. Right. They knew that basketball was moving to a space and a place where it was becoming a, a, a industry and an opportunity. And they was there already everybody waiting for everybody they else to join the party. They was waiting. They, was they, waiting just, they just the seen it yeah. before I did and, and, and seen it from a different perspective than I did because yeah. I never seen it as a hustle, right. but they did. So I, I've changed my opinion on that, but it's crazy how much – we got to talk about the business side when thinking about scholastic sports. Well, and plus, even way back when people were um, charging for tryouts, training kids, yeah, you know, um, and people lived as coach. You know, um, it was a lot of coaches who were paid from their community centers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think definitely in the entrepreneur space now, yeah, like being an entrepreneur, I see the business, yeah, right, and. I just, as long as it's something positive, you know, yeah. that's just how I, just how I am as a businessman. As long as it's something, yeah, on, I'm on positive. some like use them, don't abuse them, man. It shouldn't be on some exploitative shit. Like it should no, be, absolutely it should be not. good, it should absolutely. be good, it should be good for all parties involved, man. That's what has to be. That's what has to get figured and, out. And then the other side of this that we got to think about when looking at the business side is how the NCAA and their activities has now dictated and created a ripple effect how everybody else operates, right? Right. So, like, the kids' GPAs and SAT scores have changed dramatically as yep. far as what they need to be able to be eligible. Yep. Um, uh, the rules as far as, like, live period and when coaches can see you, all that stuff impacts the business side of it, too, because now, for example, right, schools 
can hold their own events that's the equivalent of those AAU events. See what I'm saying? So yeah, like in the past, yeah, that's in the past only like you know people who who will be able to do like the AAU events will be able to have those big events with 700 teams or whatever right. where you attract a ton of college coaches. Now schools can do that through their leagues. That's crazy. So last year for the first time ever, I'm pretty sure it was uh, I know I know Andre Emotep was one of them, and I think the other coach was somebody in the Catholic. League. I think it was the coach at Wood. Right. They came together and held like a live period event that was like. Extremely successful, extremely lucrative for somebody. I don't know, the, you know, the details of it, but um, it inspired me. And now this summer, I'm gonna do. Well, I've applied. I'm hoping to do my own live event this summer, and well, my focus good. is going to be to have, um, you know, maybe about a hundred teams participate. Every team in Philadelphia be invited, no matter what level you play on. We'll find some level of competition for you and an opportunity for you to play. And we want to have Philly teams play. You know, non Philly teams invite people to the event that's not from Philadelphia. And the goal is is to give our children an opportunity to showcase their talent to specifically the local colleges, colleges in general, right. but especially the local colleges. And this is just not the Temples, the LaSalle's, the Villanova's. Yeah, that's dope. But think about the Gwen and Mercy's, the Penn State Abbotts, yeah. the Holy Families, and the things yeah. like that. Um, and so, it's it, 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 the, again, the ripple effect uh, and how all of it, you know, kind of intertwines is it is absolutely crazy. You know what I mean? Is it, is crazy and the, and the game is changing. It's changing rapidly and like you said Tony, this you the the NBA also then dictating how the game has changed, right? We was at Penn State Abington right. the other day. Marv, did you know college basketball doesn't have a 5 second count no more? Really? Yeah, never knew that. We yelling at the ref the whole game. He's not counting. He's not counting. He's not counting. He's, he's, not, he's not counting. He's like these people tripping. Yeah, he, we, we probably sounding crazy. There. He he's had to act because he wasn't. There's no five second count. The five second right. count is only when the ball isn't moving. So if you hold the basketball, then they'll start counting. But once you start dribbling, they stop counting, even if it's no forward progress. Wow, really? Think yeah. about that. See what I'm saying? So like, and that's the NBA dictating. Other levels of the game. We played over. Um, we played out of Pennsylvania right. for a high school game. They got a shot clock. We had to play with a shot clock for the first time. Damn. We left out of the city. What was, what was it? How, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. But we. we Probably we, it was only like thirty seconds. Or oh, how, how many seconds was yeah. it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was thirty-five. Thirty-five. Because uh, college is thirty, right? Yeah. It was a thirty-five yeah. second shot clock. Damn. So that's what I'm saying. Like the nuances of the game is changing. Like for us, we was like, you know, we went from being able to body up to the hand check rule. Like that was our only adjustment. Like now, right. you know, we could look up in a couple of years and it'd be a four point shot. Right. Who knows? That's Who how knows? rapidly the game is changing right now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying I'm for a four point shot. I'm just, you know, what do you that's think how rapidly about the, the game is changing. Um, speaking about the game is changing, what do you think about the the new proposed changes to the NBA? To the NBA, I mean, they're talking about having a tournament, an in-season tournament nah, within cool. the next two I'm, years. I'm cool on all of that. I'm cool. On, NBA need to just chill one time and let it just. I'm cool on all that. I mean, I think the NBA already does a good job of uh, of adapting to what we got going on. Like the NBA is is fine right now. You know what I mean? The but game. I think that's almost a foregone conclusion that that will. I mean, and, and and maybe you know, maybe maybe it will be a success. But my instincts don't like anything like that because the season is long and durability is already an issue. We already dealing with people uh, have not just having injuries, but choosing to people choosing to to to, to load manage themselves. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I'm cool on all that. How you gonna have? Yeah, I'm good. But just getting back to the topic of the scholastic sports. Um, 
Yeah, it's a crazy world out here, man. Another thing, man, is I played in the Catholic League, man, and I just watched a uh, a game with my uh, my former school that I went to, uh, Bishop McDevitt, graduated there from high school. Yeah. Every single player on their team is black. Like, every single player on Wood team is black. And I'm just looking around, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, when did all of this love get start getting shown in the Catholic League? Like, it just was, it just was crazy to me. Like, I played it's, in a... You know, as a middle school coach, you know, it's, it's a lot of recruiting going on. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys being offered scholarships in the eighth grade year, and that's something people don't talk about is middle school basketball and being a no, parent. No, I'm, I'm or or, or, in, or parent, in middle school, in middle got school, you. Yeah, yeah. And and school basketball is extremely important. Right. But I think uh, that's an interesting. I see. I'm from the public league, so that's a. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, I know neither one of y'all because y'all probably don't know the dynamics of it or whatever. That mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but I'm just that was one thing that was peculiar to me that I, that I just thought about. Like, mm-hmm. damn, it's just like. We had to fight with alumni and legacy kids and things of that nature. Now all of a sudden, there's just all this love being given out. The whole thing is just—I don't know. It's just—I it's just know. It, it just look. It just, I know. I said I don't know. I, I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah. When you were in high school, it was not as big of a business as it is now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. everybody went in on the business. Why not? Why not? What? Think about what a uh, a uh, uh, so do you think about a game like making it to the final four. All right. Your school gets a check for that, right? Like you, you, you get part of that gate. Think about that, right? Right. So, the better the league gets, the more money the league generates, right? It's money. Yeah, for sure, it's money. All, all of it is money. Why would it not be? Exactly. So you, no, you're like looking me. at like the popularity of the league while simultaneously looking at how much talent Philadelphia is growing. How can you not start letting more kids of color play? You're going to say no to the green. That's the most important color. Right. I mean, not to me. Right. Not to us. You know what I mean? But when you're looking at the big picture things, again, we said that you can't talk about scholastic sports without talking talk about, about the, the business money, of yeah. it. It's like and they said, like the bull said on the wire. You talk about the money. You don't know where. Yeah, he said, like, follow the money. <laughs> my man Freeman. Yeah, he said, you follow the money. You, you don't, don't know, know where, where it's going to take you. Like, so, that's real. That's real. Nah, but that's, that's the truth. And so, you know, I, I mean – I, one of my favorite things about sitting on council mm-hmm. is how it elevates my influence over the basketball community right. and what I can do to right. help advance the basketball community. You know, and the fact that, you know, again, I'm coaching high school basketball. Right. I'm the president of the Coaches Association for the Public League. I have my own camp. I have my own basketball beyond buckets program. You know, and I've been doing all this stuff, all those things that I just named. I'm a decade in now, right? Right, sponsoring leagues, and you know, I'm I'm entrenched in the basketball community. So while guys was like overseas, still trying to like play their career and stuff like that, that's when I was a rookie coach. So you know, now I'm I'm ten years in and all this stuff. So I have a credible opinion, access to resources, understanding game, and a passion for just you know Philadelphia basketball. So when I see it on the scholastic side. What I see is is an opportunity for us to really stamp Philadelphia as like one of the basketball hubs of the country, mm-hmm. honestly, of the country. That's my opinion. I mean, look at look at what we're producing. Right. right. We just talked about Derrick Jones Jr. winning a dunk contest, right. and I don't even know if Derrick Jones Jr. is the best player from our area playing in the league right now. Right. 
If we sit and think about it, we know he's not. Shoot, the Morris twins alone just coming off right. the top of my head better than Derrick Jones Jr. So the list yeah, is Kyle Lowry is an all-star. Oh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right? Kyle Lowry is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest. No, you can't say the greatest. One of the greatest. Probably the best of our era Yeah, to play, you know. And we would consider she Wallace the era before us. That's crazy that Kyle Lowry was the best to make it out of our era, though. Like, Nah, it's not even crazy because he used to kill the Baker League and all that shit. I mean, I remember competing against him. What's yeah. his work ethic? I was yeah. ready to get this. I remember this is scrappy on defense. And a little luck, too, right? Because one, one could argue that Sean Singletary had the same work ethic, but, yeah. you know, luck coming yeah. to play when you think about injuries. Because Sean's. And true. Kyle really never had a major injury, Shout like, out, especially when it mattered. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, Sean Singletary. That's my guy, man. Sean, Sean a lot of people don't know, his jersey retired at, at Virginia. His jersey is I mean, retired. I knew that. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. He had a great career. He had a great career. He put up 2,000 points at Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the real deal Holyfield. He drafted to the Suns. Yeah, he was the real deal Holyfield. I remember watching practice. I practiced with, uh, with uh, him and, and Shaq. Penn Charter, man. Yeah. Penn Charter, great yo. Player. Yeah, yo. But so. you're just talking about coaching. Yeah. I mean, coaching, coaching is- just... Especially when you're dealing with seventh grade, sixth grade, and um, it's not just about the sport, but it's also about what these kids are becoming and character development. Yeah, man. And a lot of that is uh, a lot of that be missed with this with these kids. Like a lot of that be uh, it just don't be there, man. Like, and that's, that's I mean that's it's a lot it's a lot that goes into that conversation. I mean that's a whole nother bucket of worms, but. That is a lot. I mean, I think that. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, a lot of coaches don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches don't. Uh, you know what I mean? But then again, when I be looking at it in the schools, a lot of teachers don't pay attention to classroom. They don't care about classroom management. Like this, they feel like it's something that. But I, and then I understand when you look go up higher, like you know what I mean. So like yep. I said, that's a different conversation. But um, as a coach, as when I do put that head on, yeah, I think you absolutely do. And Zeke was saying that earlier. Like that, he don't do some of the uh, things that uh, I mean, not uh, that other coaches do, but he was just saying like because we, I think we were talking about uh, the NCAA and their practices, and he said that's why I coach high school basketball where I can think about things and configure and figure things into the uh, into my system like his feelings, yeah, and their develop and their development. Mm-hmm. Having that twelfth man kid on there, that's probably not all that good, but you know that this is keeping that's this is keeping them occupied. He's learning other things here. Yep. That's important and that that kind of energy flows through the team and best believe it shows itself on the court too. Yep. Y'all would, would y'all agree in that? Like because yep, absolutely. And I think I think that I think that shows in the way that coaches interact with their kids. And, I would agree too, Tom. Yeah, and the way that kids interact with their coaches, the way that kids that's just, this is my fundamental problem, not to harken back to that, but with Brett Brown. Because yep. I think it's a big respect issue and that's that's first and foremost. Yep. If we don't have no identity, well, then I'm looking at the coach and saying, well, what kind of man, what kind of coach are you? He's a great guy. Right. I just, I Absolutely. Think it's, I really think it's schematic. Like, uh, it's, it's it's a style that he's trying to employ with the wrong roster. Yeah. Too many handoffs. <laughs> Too many handoffs. <laughs> right. More than Carson wins. Right. But I was, I was only going back to him just to say the point that, you know what I mean, it's, it shows on every level that – yeah. It's a lot more than X's and O's. It's a lot more than schemes. It's a lot more than athleticism. It's a lot more than um, skill. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. There is also a human part yeah. to this game that makes it work the so way it that is, it's supposed it to is work. It's tough when you talk about big business. Yeah, and that's but where it's, yeah. it's 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 a great opportunity for the children. 
because an opportunity that we didn't have. I feel like that big business is replaced because that's what we grew. That's the basketball we grew up playing was. That's why, and that's, it's gonna be the name of this episode. If y'all don't know, we call it two A one A. Is a scheme that we ran in college. It's a defensive scheme that we ran in college. It's basically a stunt scheme. Yeah, it's basically man to man with help defense, but it's heavy stunt. So instead of me being one step out from my man normally in help defense or a step off of my man sagging in the lane. As the ball is coming up the court, the point guard is putting up pressure, and the wing guy that the uh, he's, he's he's forcing them to a side, and that side the wing guy is one step up, and everybody in the defense is one step up instead of one step in. Yep. And the guy that's stunting can jab, he can fake, he can do whatever, he can jab, he can jab and in this, stunt the, up the stunt as long as he's on the line, right? The line between the ball. Yeah, and your man. So this is such a heavy gambling mm -hmm. defense. It's the stunt is basically a gamble. Mm -hmm. It's basically a gambling basketball. Mm -hmm. So in order for this to work, you have to have trust in all your teammates. You gotta, you know what I mean. And that's where we got the, the principles. Want for your brother. Want what you want for yourself. It's a lot of principles, but to shorten it all up, we just say two a one a, and we know what we're talking about. You know what I mean, it's something that we've gone through in life. That's where we built our biggest bond. So I've just decided. That's what I'm gonna call this episode or whatever. You know what I'm saying, but. You know what I mean? Um, yep. I, I was saying that to say it has to be it's some kind of human. It's a human part to this basketball thing, man. Like, it's something that, you know what I mean? That, that's that's what we grew up on. And it seems like that human part of you'll get what you you'll get what you want if you want it for your brother. And that's how you excel yeah. seems to be replaced with whatever the ethics or whatever it is, whatever, whatever is best for this business part of it. It depends on where you plan in and the that's, program. And that's exactly that's what that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, and Marv talked that's about exactly the coaching for a second. Exactly. But yeah. that's what you're saying, Tom. It's exactly. all about it's, the coaching. It's, it, that and depends. Because I'm not about to put priorities. everybody who's coaching in 2020 in that boat. I'm not no. that naive, yeah. and I'm not that silly to make that. Because more people are worried about the business side of it than that side. And but that's what I'm saying. We you do. See. We got a good amount of people who care about that side. Right. You know, I know a lot of the right. narratives and who they are and what the work they're doing, and you know. When when you win a championship, you know what you get? A bill. Yeah. For rings and jackets and all that other stuff. Right. You don't get a raise. Right. Damn. Nothing comes with it. That's <laughs> you get a bill. So what I have never understood is and, and on the AAU side I get it because they get they get more than a bill. Yeah, they, they get they way get, more than a the bill. They get other things. Yeah. But for those of us who do it on, on, on the levels that I do it on I never understood why why winning meant more than integrity. Yeah, on this level, that's what, I'm, and that's that's. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's I just why don't I wanted get to get that. into the scholastic sports. Yeah, though. it's yeah. winning versus integrity, and for me, you know, I, I'll take the hits. You could say I'm a bad coach. You know, I can put my phone down. It ain't the end of the world. Yeah. I would rather take the hits from other adults who really don't know what's going on at all, and compromise my integrity, right. and choose winning over character development, especially when we're coaching predominantly young men who are extremely vulnerable right now. And that's when the 2A, 1A stuff becomes bigger than basketball because right. if I'm going to want from our brother what I want for myself on the court, well, then I definitely got to do it off, off the, the court. court. Yeah. And if as an adult, that's what I'm teaching the kids, then I got to practice the same model. Yep. So how can I genuinely tell the kids that I care about them as people when I put winning before their feelings? Right. And that's where, you know, if this is Brett Brown and Al Horford, well, yeah, we got to put winning before his feelings. This man's know. getting they making. Like <laughs> right. We're not going back there, Mark. <laughs> but on a, on a scholastic level, right, we have to put the young people before 
winning. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying sit a kid, don't sit a kid if he if he don't make mistakes. But right. I am saying don't over recruit a kid if this was supposed to be his opportunity to play. Right. Right. Because this kid's not going to bring me some level of goal that you thought they would when you first told him to come to you. Right. Yeah, man. So I mean, that's just um, that's 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 pretty much. Uh, my thoughts and and uh, you know what I want. I mean, if y'all have any more, I do want to uh, remind our listeners one to um uh go in and uh, on YouTube and look up uh Big Star Raw Sports and go ahead and see them games from a good from a lot of eras, man. Even before me, he had games up there from '92, '93. A lot of people in the area. He had Cole playing against Rip, uh, Rip Hamilton, like these actual tapes. I'm guessing he's a massive. I don't know how he's getting these Jones, but. He got some good footage up there, man. Um, and he even had the – he the one – I watched the uh, McDevitt Roman. I watched that in the house. I didn't go to that game. I watched that on YouTube in the crib, wow. the whole McDevitt Roman game. So, he actively doing it now. Yeah, he has some of the, I see him. I see, I if see you want to look in and tap into some of the things that we're saying now, some of these uh, uh, things that we're talking about in the Philadelphia area, you know what I mean, for my out-of-town listeners. Uh, in the Philadelphia area, if you want to tap into Philadelphia basketball. Also, chime in and comment and let us know about how y'all feel about the, uh, the, the climate of scholastic sports. In your city, in your town, if you are involved, if you know anything about it, you know what I mean. If you have kids that uh, are 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 anxious and eager and um, um want to get into it, uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of the things that we saying on the basketball side, I know pertains to football too. I'm just not a football guy, especially not scholastically. Just the NFL for real, for real. Uh, so I couldn't really speak to that. I don't want to disrespect anything of that nature. But um, yeah. Um, I'm ready for AAU this 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 yeah. spring. Yeah. Uh, AAU's gonna be great. Um, AAU's gonna be great. Middle school ball was uh, definitely great. Uh, shout out to brother Brian and Sanko for middle school. Shout out to Sanko. It's a great program, and I, I had a chance to follow them throughout the season. Many of our guys play right. uh, with MES, and yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it. Right now, we are like in playoff mode with right. like all of school basketball. Right. You know, so we're in playoff mode with, with most of school basketball. But yeah, the AAU season is among us, and um, I feel, I feel like you know, if you when you talk about business, not to rewind, well, I'm a businessman, <laughs> and, and I have to put some thought to it. No, I'm gonna ahead. say some things. Everything is a business. Everything is, especially when. You know, I I own Marvel's Education Services, so I'm a full time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So it's my job to look at the business and everything. And everything. You know, I mean, even if you're doing a free program, it's still marketing. Yep. Yep. You're marketing your logo everywhere. People are talking about you. Yeah. Things are happening. Mentions on social media. Absolutely, I agree. So, 100%. um, I don't look at it a, a business no different than I would look at it like a school right. because that, you know. Um, that's the that's my industry. Yeah. I'm, it's a business. Yes, yes. And I just think that like with and like with everything, like you said, like everything else is a business. And I think like like everything else, with like it's the problem with a lot of other things. It, it just needs balance, man. Like yeah. it's just a, it's just a, a healthy balance. Like guess is, is what I'm asking for, yeah. or what I would like to see because a lot and of not running kids into the ground. Yeah, man. At the tournament because you want right. to generate income. Right. Can't do that. Can't do that. But yeah, man, I'm excited for AU. We gonna get that together. Um, any final thoughts you guys got, man? Any final things? I want. I know you. I want you to repeat uh, whatever, uh, wherever your article is. I'm gonna get into it. So my article I need it for is myself. on. I have an article uh, uh, about Kobe entitled "We Miss You, Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. the Great Kobe Bryant." Yep. Um, rest in peace, Philadelphia suburbs. Um, and 
So you can find it on medium.com. Medium. Just under my first yeah. and last name, Marvin Dutton. Gotcha. You can follow me on Instagram at MES Marvin or Marvin's Education Services. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter, uh, MES Marv. So yeah, man, it's just, it's this the sport that we love so much. It, it, it's given us so much. And that's why the loss of Colby hurt. Right. And, and, and we see our youth now falling in love with the sport and or even if they're not falling in love with the sport you see the potential that they have yep and so it's it's all about um nurturing these kids and so us as adults no matter where we fit in all i say is just dedicate yourself to your craft you know if you're if you're going to be if you're a high school coach um you should of course carry the client you should at least look forward to building um, character, but also getting kids into college. Right. I think that's a big part of your job, and it's not just about uh, the now, but it's also about you know their future. And if you're in the AAU um, arena, I think you should should always, of course, you want to build a sustainable program, um, but you also want to make sure you're developing uh, the student skills so that they can play with their schools and play in the NCAA one day. And also, um, and also their character. Yep. A lot of these characters out here, man, their character, character yeah, is big. Just how to carry yourself, how to, you know what I mean? Just interact socially. So in short, just love the game of basketball. Don't shortcut it. Yeah. That's old. I just was telling Kate and how not don't cheat this game. Don't, don't cheat, cheat this, this game. game. Don't cheat this and game. And that's what the Mamba mentality was yeah, about. Don't cheat this game. Don't cheat this that's game. The, that's the mentality. That's the mentality we should have yeah. in life. Yeah. Zeke, final words? Yeah, I just think when thinking about scholastic sports, it's, it's important to remember um, not to try too hard to live through the young people vicariously. Mm-hmm. Um, be honest with them. If it's a business, make sure you're clear about it. Um, like Marv says, it's a business and everything, but uh, clear communication and transparency is important. Yeah. Uh, children, children deserve to hear the truth. They deserve, them and their parents deserve to make decisions um based on the truth and you know also recognize the difference between children who are basketball players and children who just like to play basketball right. and i tell young people all the time you know you're you're not a you're not a basketball player right. you just like to play basketball because if you are a basketball player right you would do what it takes to be good you would want to be good right. and guess what that means that sometimes it's not fun right right if basketball is always fun to you and that means you like basketball. Softball is fun to me. Right. Right. I, I don't I can't remember a time when I went out on the field and just like had to struggle through a softball practice because I don't practice. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just not what it is. You know what I mean? The only practice I did was when I coached girls softball and I practiced with them at right. practice. And guess right. what? I struggled through that. Right. Other than that, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. It, it, we got to, as adults, recognize children who are basketball players and those who just like to play basketball because the sport is very popular. Right. And make sure that they recognize it, too, so they can have realistic expectations for themselves. Because there's nothing wrong with children who play basketball. Right. But yeah. if you play basketball, you know, your goal can't be to go D1. Like, you got to be a basketball player for that now. <laughs> that, that's, that's a little different. Yeah. You know? So we got to be honest with them. Um, so yeah, that, that's my final thoughts. I love talking scholastic basketball. I love talking about basketball in general, but especially scholastic basketball because yeah. I have a, a passion for the young people and I always put myself in their shoes. I know I wasn't the best player growing up, but one of the most yeah. important things that happened to me was being able to see and play with and against the best players. So I knew what level I was on. You know, there was no fool in me. I didn't, right. you know, scoring 20 points didn't make me feel like I was going Division One because it was people who wasn't even going Division One that was doing that way more than me. Right. 
<laughs> this is facts, dog. All facts. Yeah, man. Uptown Tone four 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 podcast. So I appreciate my brothers being on here with me. Um, I appreciate all the listeners for rocking with me this far. Um, tune in every week. Uh, we back, man. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, listen. Um, and that's it, man. We out of here. Four four four.